What's up, everybody? This is your boy from Easy Computer Solution, the Tech Preacher Live Podcast number six. My special guest today, I got the Bionic Scoop. Look, the Bionic Scoop. I want to say the Bionic Scoop is in the building. What's up with you, man? Oh, it's another beautiful night in Vegas, man. Yeah. So got home from work, and I thought, let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. But look, man, I, I've been watching, you know, we, we've been kind of chopping it up for a while now, and uh, I've been watching a YouTube channel, and man, one of the videos that really touched me, I want to play a sample of that video, and we're going to talk about this video a little bit, but we're going to get into some other things, but uh, if you watching this live podcast right now i want to say hello to everybody but if you want to watch the replay uh you have to go to the tech preacher podcast channel or if you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast please go to uh spotify and speaker and all these other podcast outlets that has uh the tech preacher podcast but special guests in the building we got the Bonnie Scoop, but I got something just touching that I want to play for everybody. Spring. It's the time of year when the planet renews itself. It goes from cold, dark, to warm, bright, green again. Back to normal. Since 2015, it's been a difficult time for me. April through June are always a painful reminder of what happened, but also a beautiful reminder of the human spirit. I'm not supposed to be here, but here I am, sharing my thoughts and ideas with, with the world. It's a truly unique experience, and thankful for it. But I talk about technology here, and what does this have to do with anything? Let's, let's take a trip down memory lane. Man, I'm going to tell you, like, I, that video you made, I felt that video, man. You, you went back and you talked about, you know, where you was before when you had the injury. And, mm -hmm. um, Man, t tell us your thought process in this video because this video, man, is is, uh, hey, you know, for 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 a person that has five hundred and thirty four subscribers, fifty nine videos, telling this story like no other. What was the thought process in this video? It was a bit of self healing. So that was an incredibly traumatic experience, going from a. Someone that I was training to ride 200 miles on a bi on a bicycle in a day. I was playing two soccer leagues a week, like high level competitive contact soccer. And I went from being completely healthy to having a broken leg to being dead in a hospital bed in less than a month. Wow. So that's a lot to process. And it doesn't matter how many years go by it's tough on my mental health and, and it gets difficult to process that time because it all comes back all the sights all the sounds all the smells all the feelings all come flooding back day by day until i get through the 19th and then i kind of allow myself to get back to normal and that was really kind of a therapeutic thing for me because i would get really down in the dumps and feel bad for 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 a month about it 
yeah the previous five years and i just decided one night i'm going to tell everyone my story so instead of having to do it over and over again you can click a button and listen to it man i'm gonna tell you it the your thought process in that video uh was really touching and it goes to show you that you know sometimes you have to put it out there for self-healing and uh man that video was was great uh i watched that video several times uh even when you showed your x-rays of your of your knee and, and stuff like that i mean that that video kind of showcased what we go through as human beings right uh when you think everything is going great when everything is going great that one moment something happens uh and you go into a straight recovery and i'm gonna tell you that video was great uh and i mean look i, I tell you, you your style of videos you know coming in with that black and white intro uh and then telling the story that is awesome man that's, i don't even think that's even done in in youtube i, I don't see that um i'm 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 very i'm adhd i'm very neurodivergent and i never look at things the same way as most people uh a, a lot of people think adhd they think oh he can't pay attention it's not even that. There's so many layers to ADHD. There's decision paralysis. There's you know, impulsiveness. There's what things people do that they, they seem habitual for people with ADHD. We have to consciously think about doing them. It sounds crazy when I say, I have to think about brushing my teeth in the morning. Yeah. I'm worried about making sure this meat flesh bag is actually working properly <laughs> and I'm functioning as a human being. Uh-huh. I have to literally go, oh, I have to brush my teeth, or oh, I have to take the garbage out, or oh, I have to do this. I have to think about that. Well, most people, that's like a habit. Like, yeah. oh, I just do it. Like, I, I got to think about it. Like, I have to I have to consciously tell myself, go take out the garbage. Go do this. And it's not because I can't pay attention. It's just everything is going through my head at once. Yeah. And I kind of channel that into my creative style. And it's my superpower when it comes to storytelling, because... I have an idea mm -hmm. for what I want to talk about, but I know that I'm going to come at it from an angle that no one else will. They mm -hmm. won't, they can't touch it. They cannot do what I can do. Right. It may sound co cocky, but mm -hmm. I know there's people that can grab a camera and we can go out and look at the same three things and I'm going to have completely different shots and they will have a completely different feel because I'm not thinking like they are. I'm thinking at a completely different level than they are. Right. I, I tell you this much. Um, you know, uh, you, you're heavily into cameras and, and yeah. uh, you're out there in Las Vegas and you've been taking some phenomenal photos and yeah. some of your photos, man, has been great. Now, you've been doing stuff with smartphones and professional cameras. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and one of the shots that I do want to let everybody see if you're watching this podcast live or if you're watching it on the, the Tech Preacher uh, podcast channel, uh, what I'm looking at right here is a low light shot. Uh, a beautiful low light shot. Now, explain this shot to me. Is this done on a smartphone or a professional camera? That is on the A72. A72. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I actually shot. did something. I did something really crazy with this. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of went against the grain of what people would think for exposure in this. Uh, I can. T I remember the numbers. Uh, I. That's at one thirty-two, uh, thirty-two hundredth of a second. Wow. With Ooh. ISO, with ISO is like sixty four hundred. Ooh, real so that high should ISO. Be, that that should be a noisy shot. Yes, but, but the it's... fact, but it's not because I used the background lighting mm -hmm. to 
kind of kill the noise by bokeh it out. It forces the sensor to focus on that and not try to noise it up too much. Yeah, that was a great shot. And one one of my favorite shots, uh, and you go to a lot of wrestling events out there in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's awesome. This shot right here, man. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, it's very somebody. detailed. And so, yeah. And so, so for reference, I'm gonna let everybody know that these was high quality shots that I had to actually degrade down a little bit because it was such large files. I had to actually, you know, tone it down a little bit so I could put it. I could upload it here to uh, to stream y'all. So, uh, <laughs> the the this was a very quality shot. So explain this one. Was this done on a smartphone or a professional camera? This was on the X-T4. With X-T4. The 50 to one, yeah, with the 50 to 140, the Fuji X-T4. Okay. Um, another 6400 ISO shot, but with the dynamic, dynamic range abilities of the X-T4, it makes it easier to kind of pull these shots. Yeah. Uh, I did drop the shadow some, so it kind of he kind of melts into the background a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I upped the clarity like a smidge to get all the detail in his face. I mean, that this shot here is, you know, what's so difficult about this shot is that you got the deep blacks in the back. You have the details on the figure itself and you have the, the secondary guy that's coming in the shot. Per, this beautiful shot here. A lot of people that don't that that's professional photographers out there. They could look at this shot and say, man, this guy must be doing this like a thousand percent for a living and i mean this shot is absolutely great and for the last shot we're going to talk about is this shot a shot of a family um and uh, i'm not sure if you shot this with a uh, smartphone or a professional camera but uh this one i love this shot right here of the family because you got nice separation you got nice bokeh so explain this photo a little bit so this was actually kind of a funny story uh <laughs> I had just gotten back from Best Buy with the uh, with the FE eighty five millimeter one point one point eight. I just bought it, and I and I just stopped to get some lunch, and I put the put it on my camera, and I was just kind of messing around, just checking exposure with it at Sam's Town, and they were taking photos, and they were like, "Hey, could you could you take our photo with a cell phone?" I was like, "Yeah, no problem." So I took the photo with their cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Hey, do you mind if I take a shot with my camera? I just got this lens." I want to see how it looks. Okay. And I and I took two shots. The first one, the the the, the kid in in his arms was just wiling out, and he was like <laughs> flailing around. And the second one, he finally stopped and looked down at his sister. And I took that photo. And I that said was him, awesome. And they loved it. They thought it was great. So this was done on the XT, also. Uh, that was, no, that was done on a. Uh, it was an A seven three. A seven three. So this done on the A seven three with uh, with lens. The 85 1.8. Ooh, 85 1.8. Okay, so. Uh, this was really, really good here. Great, great shot. Uh, good poker. I mean, just a- absolutely amazing. Um, I didn't, I didn't get any of the shots on the smartphones. I know you did. A, uh, I think I, I saw a a Vegas shot that you did with a smartphone, and also you made a video Correct, with yes. smartphone I, I, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was the uh, the the Pixel Five A. Pixel Five A, right? I made. I, I kind of had fun with that one because I, I made people think that I, I got a new lens for shooting wide angle ah. and I shot every wide angle shot with a 5A and most people had no clue <laughs> that I was using a pixel a pixel for that until I told them at the end of the video. So let's talk about uh, uh, one of the things that was controversial 
with the Galaxy S22 Ultra. You actually <laughs> made a video about this, and it was all over Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And it's the shutter lag, and that people was just losing their minds about that. That the Galaxy S22 Ultra and Samsung devices, period, had shutter lag, and, and, and you kind of titled the video as "You're using it wrong." Correct. Yeah. Explain why. Because look, I understand the Galaxy S22 Ultra does have a delay in shutter lag, mm -hmm. but you put it in, in a really good concept that a lot of people, I could understand, right? So uh, I think- Correct. So what I was, think- oh, Go ahead. I think people get so wrapped up in the, the problem that they forget to think about the solution to the yeah. problem yeah. or identifying the problem. Right. And so instead of going, well, it's shutter lag, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. I, I'm going to say, I wanted to piss people off. Yeah, I, yeah, wanted, yeah. I wanted to take my finger and stick it right in the middle of your chest and say, you don't know what you're doing. Right. And, and in a way, people don't know what they're doing yeah. because we have a concept of a camera. You push the shutter, it fires. It's yes. been from mechanical shutters Till, till now with mirrorless cameras and electronic shutters, that's what happens. I push the button, it takes a photo. Yes. But since the S3, Samsung has always had a dual function button in auto mode. Yes. If you press and hold it, it takes it, a video. Yes. If I, you tap it, it takes a photo. So what is what 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 that what that software is doing? It's is trying going, to see. It's trying to see if you want to take a photo or take a video. That, it's not a shutter lag at all. It's, it's the way it's designed to work. I was about to make a video about that. Okay, so w w when this this whole shutter lag thing came out about the S22 Ultra and Samsung devices about this shutter lag delay, I was itching to make a video about this because exactly what we're talking about right now is the software in auto mode on Samsung devices. It trying to recognize whether or not you want to take a video or take a shot because that's the that's the software involved here so what you're saying is absolutely the truth so samsung devices does not have shutter lag it does not have shutter lag what it has is software trying to pinpoint whether or not you're trying to shoot a video or take a photo in auto mode and then and then to compound mm -hmm. the problem a lot of people are trying to demonstrate it by using portrait mode that is the worst uh, yeah. mode to try to, to demonstrate yeah, yeah. it yeah because it's the soft the software is already doing a lot to create the depth of field with that other camera yes so now you're going to take that camera put an even lower light situation yes. where it's going to struggle because it's a it's less than one inch sensor and then you're going to tell it take a picture of a moving object when I'm designed in portrait mode to not take pictures of moving objects in low light situations. Right. It's not enough light for a little <laughs> sensor. It can't do it. I don't care. I don't care if it's Apple, Pixel. It just, it phys it's physics. It physically cannot take in enough light and enough time to take a good photo. It just can't. Oh man, I tell you, you know, when we talk about cameras and photography and smartphones versus pro cameras and stuff like that usually when you have one controversy thing and look i didn't think that the s22 ultra issues that everybody was talking about on twitter was a issue it was a non-issue uh a lot of people went on to say you know the the note 20 the s listen almost every samsung device has this software it's not shutter lag it's software 
And I, you know, for the life of me, I didn't. I was looking for people to come back on Twitter and respond that like it's not shadow lag people. It's it's Samsung software trying to pinpoint whether or not you're trying to shoot a video or take a shot. That's why Samsung never changed it because they scratching their head like why are people arguing about shutter lag on Galaxy phones when it's not really shutter lag. It's software trying to pinpoint whether or not you're trying to take a photo or a video. So now think about this, right? Think about mm -hmm. if the people that already know that Samsung software has that software and they they use the automobile to take a, a video and all of a sudden, Sam take it away. Then now you go have people like, wait, why? Oh, wait a minute, what happened? They're gonna be hot. Right? Why, why are you changing your camera software? Exactly. It's been like this forever. Why are you changing it? And what if Samsung would, when you touch the shadow lag, it takes a photo, but you're trying to take a video. So that that Again. will be like, okay, now you're taking a photo and doing a video at the same time. So. Yeah, Samsung can't win, and I think what happened with no. Samsung, they did. So they they dismissed the whole thing and let you know tech enthusiasts just fight Screw over it. it, you know. Hmm. Uh, but let it was eat, no shadow. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Let them fight. Let yeah. them fight. It's it's content they're talking about. Let's let them fight. So it was no shadow lag in the, in the Galaxy S twenty two Ultra. It was it just Samsung software. This is nothing new here, by the way. Well, I think it just was blown up out of proportion since but, the S three. Yeah, this is nothing new. Uh, but I seen it and I actually, I was kind of confused and I was going to make a video about it and talk about it, but you made a video about it and I was going to make a video about it to, to talk about it because it, that's a non-issue for oh, everybody sorry. that's listened to this podcast. If you are a tech enthusiast and you got a galaxy phone, listen to me very carefully. It's, <laughs> it, it does not have shutter lag. It does not have have shutter like it's called software the software is trying to pinpoint whether or not you're trying to take a photo or a video and if you want to take it at another level if you touch hold and slide to the right it goes into the burst mode so we're absolutely. trying to determine three things absolutely absolutely three things from a simple tap on the screen so why do we have these controversies in, in, in the tech space? Why do we have these fights and arguments and disagreements before people do investigations? Because people my, like me, you, you, and, want, you I, want my blunt, you want my blunt. I, hey, listen, I, I, I want, you want, I want my the no views fluff, out no there. Fluff. You want my no fluff. People are stupid. <laughs> people are freaking stupid. It is because I say that because it's easier to sit back and, and launch darts at things with no understanding than actually taking the time to do the research and figuring it out and trial and error to yeah. go, hey, maybe I'm wrong. That's hard for some people to say. Ah, I got that wrong. Yeah. Would they ever, would people especially, ever especially when you're willing to die on that hill on a, <laughs> on a social media platform. Now you got to go back and say, ah, screwed up. But, but. That's shocking you So. When we talk about it, look, it, on, on the live streams, we talk about this, right? We talk about Apple. We talk about Samsung. We talk about all kinds of different things. Um, you know, we just recently got all the news about the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro. Mm -hmm. uh, we also got news of the Pixel 6a. And we got not so good news about the Pixel Watch. That may be a controversial thing also. And I think, I mean, I don't know. We go, uh, we go whole... Google feet to the fire for for using a, a three almost four year old chipset in a brand new 
you know, product. I mean, we, we, we went, we discussed it yesterday, but I want to get your thoughts about this because I, 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 I have a problem spending 300 bucks for a device that knowing, knowing it, it's a outdated old chipset. I take the look that we're the minority in this situation. We know it's an old outdated chipset. Yeah. The person walking in that wants to match their phone to their watch doesn't give a hill of beans. Yeah. It matches. It's Google. It matches my watch. Mm-hmm. They don't care that it's going to take an eighth of a second longer to do something. Mm-hmm. Their watch finally matches their Pixel phone. Mm-hmm. They don't care. So when you look at the design of the Pixel watch. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> Can't stand it. <laughs> Let me put it on screen if everybody is watching. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't like that UFO on my wrist. I don't like it. And, and it's not. And it's not for look. It's more for functionality for me because mm-hmm. I work at a warehouse environment. I don't want to have to slap a big old case to protect the edges of that. Oh yeah, um, you got the, a fit. big old case on that thing. Because I beat the heck out of my watches against <laughs> racking, bowling balls, other people, forklifts. It's just. I, that's too pretty and dainty for my liking for what I do. Let's just be real. It's just, it's, I'm sure it's a great experience. I'm sure it's going to be, I, I hope it sells for them just so they can, can, can push it forward and get better technology into it. But personally, if I bought that watch, it would be broken in a week. <laughs> just, I, I went broken in a week. Oh man, look, I, I, I look at it and look, here's the thing. We as tech enthusiasts, it's all about truth and justice, especially with me. It's about truth and justice. So what we do is we hold their feet to the fire. It don't matter if it's Samsung, Apple, Google, it doesn't matter what platform it is. We go call it how we see it. We go call it down the middle. We go educate our viewers on the good, the bad, the ugly. We're not gonna fluff it or we're not gonna pass it for for I mean, you know. Perfect example. So they're, they're all the new rumors about the Fuji XS2, like their new flag, their new X, XH line camera, mm-hmm. is it's it'll be able to shoot 8K. There's a rumor going out that they'll you'll have to bolt on a fan to keep that thing cool enough <laughs> to shoot 8K video. Wow. There is no chance in hell I'm bolting a fan onto the back of my camera to shoot 8K video. Mm. If you can't keep it cool with something built in, I don't want it. Well, th- that's the problem that's, that we have with, with cameras now, right? You, you know, for consumer-based cameras instead of broadcast and Hollywood-style cameras, they're trying to, you know, do 8K and, and stuff like that. They, look, you, you can't keep the thermals small. down in these cameras. Too much, too small. Uh, Canon got this problem with the R6, no, the R5, right? They got that problem R5 with the is, R5. Yeah. It, it shoots a, a few minutes of 8K and it's, it, it's overheating. Uh, I mean, it, the it doesn't. Only, the only camera I can see right now on the market that's available that can handle that kind of punishment that would be considered that level is the GH6. Mm-hmm. But people are not going to buy it because of the uh, the autofocus issues. By the way, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, I want a Panasonic GH5 and it's on autofocus right now. And it's doing quite okay if you know what you're doing. Well, you know, when, when you get into the professional cameras, I, I don't use autofocus anymore, right? Oh, I, no. I, I'm using manual focus, even with my top-down shot, and even in this front shot right here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually using uh, autofocus, but mm-hmm. when I'm shooting my videos, I'm using manual focus. I don't I don't use autofocus anymore. I uh, just I just got this camera 
I, 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 the GH5, mm-hmm. I've got the Sigma 16 on it right now. Ooh, 16, uh, 1.8? Uh, what's 1.4, sir? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, 1.4. Hey, 1.4. <laughs> but, again, it's, it's micro four thirds, so it, shoot, it looks yeah. about 2.8. Yeah, yeah. But and, and but if I do any video handheld with it, I got a video on my channel. It's a, me walking around Fremont. That was all shot handheld, manual focused. On the kit lens on the GH5, which is the 12 to 60, 2.8 to 4. Mm-hmm. I shot that all handheld, all manual focused. When you understand your kit and you understand what the tool you have for the job and the other type shot you're looking for, be it video or photo, mm-hmm. how a camera autofocuses or what its limitations are and certain automated things mean nothing to me. Right. Because I'm the limitation at that point. Well, I'm you, manually focusing. Right. Usually I'm I'm setting my exposure. Right. Right. And that's what I'm about to say. If for, for professionals, right? Or even you know, uh, people that's buying high-end cameras that want to try to go into the professional shooting, not shooting professional, you know, like getting paid to do, shoot professional video. But if you spend $6,000 on the camera, come on. I mean, you got to, you know, you, you got to use manual focus, right? You got to use manual focus. You got to use manual this, log support and stuff like that. I mean, it's a lot of things when you buying you know, uh, A7-4s and stuff like that. I mean, you know. But even if you're going to use some of the things that help with some of the automated things, like, uh, I'll admit it, if I'm shooting an event, like if I'm shooting wrestling, mm-hmm. I set the limit to not go below above 6,400 ISO on my camera because everything is happening so fast. I don't yeah. have time to switch ISO. I don't right. have time. Right. I, I, there's a guy jumping off the top rope that's going to tuck, roll, get up and drop kick somebody. <laughs> I don't have time to go, oh, God, that's got to be 2,000 ISO if it's come back in the light. In the space. I don't have time for that. Yeah, have time everything's for happening that. so fast. Yeah. But if you're going to use those in those situations, understand Learn the basics of photography. Yeah. Learn about Sunny 16. Learn about your exposure triangle. So when you get to that point and you go, hey, this auto isn't looking right, you know to go, okay, hey, let me bump the ISO, change the shutter speed, and let's let's go up a, a half a stop with, with my with my EV control. Yeah. That's gonna even that out. Yeah. Then you get the shot or you take the video and you go, hell yeah, I got it. Yep. So I, you, I, I preach learning the fundamentals <laughs> of photography. Like I preach it, learn them. I, I go a lot to you. So when I, I remember when I first started a YouTube channel, uh, I just shoot all my videos with smartphones mm-hmm. and I was a advocate that smartphones was good enough to shoot professional videos. Not, don't get me wrong. There's some scenarios where smartphones does do very good job. Right. Right. But when I transitioned over from smartphones to professional cameras, I, I saw the light. Like I, I was like, I was like Carol Ann. I, I walked <laughs> in. I, I saw the light in the. It, but even when I went to a professional camera, I still screwed up. I had my white balance was off. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a learning curve for me. Even though I went out and I bought all these cameras, and you know, I said I want to be a professional, but I was still I didn't know nothing about cameras. So at that point, I had to learn. I had to teach myself. Mm-hmm. So over the course of about two years now with professional cameras. I'm in the I'm in the Canon ecosystem. Which look, yep. I ain't gonna lie to you. I love Canon, you know. Uh, but every time I see people with Sony cameras, I just like God. But I, I can't do it, right? 
I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can, but why would I when I have like five Canon cameras? Uh, but when I went into the Canon ecosystem, you know, which the, the ecosystem I picked, um, I wanted to go all in. So I learned everything, uh, you know, from ISO to, to white balance. And, and hey, I'm using the Canon 90D as my primary camera. And a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you don't have... The R6, the R5. Why are you not? Why you ain't way up there to the six, seven, eight thousand dollar professional cameras? Because I'm like, for talking hey video, why spend fifteen grand on a camera? <laughs> you know. Um, but I've learned, and eventually, my my ego it's it's not what I need. It's probably what I want. But my mm-hmm. ego is gonna probably get me into another camera. Uh, but I absolutely love going, when I looked at the transition from a smartphone to a professional camera, and I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people say, you know, smartphones are getting up there with DSLRs and mirrorless cameras. I would say in the still footage, you can almost get there, but in video, I, I can't, I can't see it right now. There is too much modularity and control in a professional body be it light, be it sensor size, be it adaptability of lenses. Right. That you can put that all together to create an amazingly beautiful deep image on a larger censored camera that's processing strictly for that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, uh, No knock on smartphones. There are some amazing videos on smartphones. But the but but the bit rate, the depth yes. of colors, you can't match something that's built to do that. So I, I you know, a lot of people that don't know a lot about professional cameras versus uh, smartphones. I, I got this comment before. Well, how could my smartphone shoot 8K video and it's fine, don't overheat? But uh, you have to spend tens of thousands of dollars to get a good professional camera to shoot 8K, and people don't understand you know it's quality the lens bit rate it's it's a whole uh, lot let, of different variables I like, I like to explain it like this <laughs> you can go 100 miles an hour in a honda civic yeah or you can do 100 miles an hour in a corvette mm. you're gonna get there much faster than the corvette because uh-huh. it's built to go that fast <laughs> right <laughs> you know so we, we, let's talk about this another controversial issue. Let's go. What what's, what is up with these companies OEMs like Apple and Samsung mm-hmm. is taking away features and calling it innovation. No headphone okay. jacks, no power bricks. Uh, I mean, look for Christ's sakes, we got the EU now is, is hammering down on Apple to put USB Type C on their phone. You got to get the mm-hmm. government involved to force companies to do something for the consumer. And I, I I've been an advocate of these companies really don't care about this. It's all about the money. And look, you have a lot of people that fight for them. You got the, the Apple people that fight for Apple iPhones. You got Samsung people that fight for Samsung. Say, hey, you don't need a headphone jack. You don't need SD card support. You don't need MST. You don't need IR blasters. You don't need this. You know? And I'm saying to myself, we don't need all these things. But you see the steady increase in prices, but we're not getting 
Nothing, nothing in the box. The unboxing experience in 2022 and 2021 was horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the what, only go ahead. the only one I argue about is is MST. Yeah, and that yeah. Is because MST was antiquated in the United States. We're right. the last people holding on to it. It is gone everywhere. Yeah. So that's about the only one I'll argue against. But there comes a point when you have to look at majority versus minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, majority of consumers, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, don't care. Mm. They just want what's new. They don't care if it doesn't have a headphone jack. Oh, I don't care. I just buy it. I don't care. They don't care. They do. They don't care. They don't care because they don't know any better. Wow. They don't. They don't know any better. They don't know that there's so many different options available. They don't know about Xiaomi. They don't know about this. But you know why? Because they don't, they don't care. They have no reason to know about it. I, I, I'm going. To, I have been trained to walk into my T-Mobile store, turn to the right, go up to the Apple guy, go. I want that iPhone. Yeah. Give me iPhone. Plug in. It uh, does everything for me, and I walk out and go. I actually watched a video today that kind of shot shed some shed some light on what you're saying. A guy made a video. He took a um, a table and he put it next to Apple store, and he had a banner. And say free Android phones. And the majority of the people that was walking past him, he asked them, hey, I mean, he had S22s, he had Pixels, he had Pixel 6 Pros, he had uh, S22 Ultras, he had all the high-end smartphones sitting on the table, giving them away for free. And people was walking past him and saying, nope, I want an iPhone. Nope, I don't want nothing. I don't want Android. I, I, I. And it was... It's shocking to me that you willing to stay in the ecosystem. And I look, I understand people love that ecosystem. People love what they love. Nothing wrong with that. But boy, I tell you, when I seen that, you think about it's nothing we can do at this point, right? We can only educate the consumer on they have other options out there. You know, but if you're in the Apple ecosystem, that's fine. But in the Android ecosystem, they, you do have choice. Samsung is not the only device out there. Uh, but I think what happened is when people go on Twitter and people watch YouTube, this is the problem. When you see a Samsung device, people say it's the best phone on the planet. Or this, you know, they say it's the best phone you can buy in 2022 or 2021 or whatever year we in, you know, besides that. The mm-hmm. problem is, is when creators make devices that say Motorola. Or maybe the eight, uh, the Samsung eight devices, or maybe Xiaomi, or maybe other uh, devices outside of Samsung and Apple. You have a lot of people say, "Well, what you making that video for? That thing is trash." I mean, it only costs two hundred dollars. I mean, come on, you, you got to spend more than that for if you want a flagship. I think we get caught up in the word flagship all the time. And I think, I think it's a, it's a, I think it's psychological. Honestly, it's. Mm-hmm. Let's say of American exceptionalism, where it because it has a larger price tag, it's better. I, it's not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. That's one hundred percent American. It, it's 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 bred into the psyche of America. Like <laughs> <laughs> bigger is better. Like it, it, you know, back in the day, I need that big old Cadillac. I yeah. need that. I need that big old Hummer. <laughs> I need this big gas guzzling monster. Man, I don't know. Way I think about it. What, like, so. So th- th- here's the bigger question, right? And to, for for my audience out there, 
feel free to leave comments about this. And we, we I'll talk about this in a, in a later podcast. How could we change this? How could we present alternatives that's just as good or even better than the so-called flagships out there? Now, look, don't get me wrong. iPhones is iPhones, right? And, and, and we talk about like the iPhone 12, iPhone 13. And a lot of people say, oh my God, if you got an iPhone 12, it is a must upgrade to the iPhone 13. You know, and I hear people say that. And I'm saying to myself, I got, I, listen, I have all the iPhones from the first iPhone all the way to the iPhone 13 Pro Max. And I could pull out an iPhone 10 and it'll get the job done. I mean, it will get the job done fast, fluid, I up to date. I mean, just, I, I don't get it. I personally feel with Apple, especially with iPhones, you have to look at. I always looked at like where I started with iPhone was when I should update, right? Mm -hmm. So that I, I had the first iPhone. The 3G was a massive update because it yeah, gave right. 3G and, and fixed things, right? Yeah. But from the four to the five to the six to the seven to the eight to the ten, wherever you bought that phone, if it was good after two years, if I got the four. I'm good until the seven or the eight. Yeah. If I got the eight, unless I was dying for face ID, I was good until the eleven. And look, I, we, we don't we don't want to discourage people from buying tech, right? We don't want to discourage people, but you know what? People put it out there that it's a massive upgrade from the previous version. I, 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 I it floored me a little bit because look, I could pull out a Galaxy Note ten, and it would give me. A1 performance to this day. I could put on the Galaxy Note 9 and it give me A1 performance. I mean, I could pull Eric, out a Pixel Eric, 5. Eric, easy, yeah. easy, easy. Yeah. Remember, American exceptionalism. It ain't that new, new. <laughs> it so ain't I don't new. want it. <laughs> it ain't that new, oh, so I don't want it. Man. So, man, I don't... So, it, it's... We just have to keep on grinding putting the information out there for people and stuff like that. As we talk about putting the information out there, let everybody know how to get in contact with you. Well, I say contact with you. Don't put your phone number up here, but how people can uh, follow you uh, and uh, and stuff like that. I will put the YouTube channel down in the description. I but, you know. am the easiest human being on Twitter to get a hold of. It's uh -huh. at the Bionic Scoop. Hey, you can find me on Instagram. I put a lot of my wrestling shots at the Bionic Scoop. That's right. At the it's, Bionic Scoop. I just just say hi. I'm, I'll talk to anybody. I'm, I'm a pretty pretty outgoing individual. I will I will chop it up with anybody at any given time. That's right. Check him out on his YouTube channel. He has a very interesting YouTube channel. One of the best videos. If you haven't saw the video, please go check out the video uh, that I uh, played earlier today. Uh, the story that he told in that video is touching uh, about what happened to him in his journey. Uh, again, man, look, you just did it had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh, and uh, you, you passed 500 subscribers right now. You have 534 subscribers, 59 videos. You're doing your thing, man. And I, and I, 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 I create at my own pace. I, I'm not yes. beholden to the algorithm. I'm not beholden to anyone. I'm not beholden to a company. If a company wants to Hey, we'll 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 send you this device or whatever. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. But I create as a as a valve for my life. Yes, uh, I work really hard. I, I help. I run a warehouse. I work sometimes six days a week. Creating is my relief valve. It's not work to me. It never will be work. The second it becomes work, I don't want to do it. 
absolutely that like this is literally i i live for this i live to create and relax and all the wrestling shots i i take for the guys i don't charge them for them because mm -hmm. i want them to grow like i've grown organically yeah a lot of the, the they're all independent they're all new a lot of these guys are just like some of them their second match in front of people yeah like they're busting their tails and they're trying to get better and if I can make them look like a million bucks to my camera and I send it to them and they're like, how much do you want for the photo? I said, how many have I sent to you? Like five. I said, okay, times, okay, nothing. <laughs> go, go, go blow up with those photos. Go just tag me in them. That's all I care about. You know what, what, what you're saying is I had to learn that. I had to, when I first started YouTube, I didn't have the guidance. I didn't have the advice. I thought that if I do X, Y, and Z, Buy every phone out there, buy every tablet out there, do giveaways and just do everything out there that I was going to be go viral, blow up. And it didn't happen. And for years, I had to figure that out. It Look, my first couple of years on YouTube was frustrating to me because I didn't have the support, the community, the people like what I do for you guys. Give you, you know, let y'all guys know some of my thoughts about the things that I see mm -hmm. on your channels and stuff. It's only helpful. I didn't have that. So I'm committed to my community. I'm committed to you guys that, Hey, look, I didn't have that. And if I did, I will probably, my YouTube channel will probably be a little more different. I was stressed, man. I was, I was out of my mind in here making videos. My videos was terrible. It looked bad. I didn't, I was shooting with a smartphone for Christ's sakes. I mean, it was a, it was a lot of bad things that I was doing. I gave away five tablets on the live stream and I had my niece on the live stream with me, giving away five tablets. I gave away iPhones, you know, just so I could, and I feel at to now I feel that I try to buy my community with giveaways and that was the wrong thing to do. And I did that five years ago i mean i absolutely stunk but i woke up and i had to sit back and say easy hold on player be yep. genuine be yourself don't don't be you know what don't be like nobody else be yourself and people will follow you because you are genuine be truthful to yourself look yourself in the mirror and this is what you want to present to your community whether or not Man. they like it or not this is what you Man. want to do let me tell you, growing up, I didn't fit in anywhere. Yeah. I was I was too black for the suburbs where I grew up in, and I wasn't black enough for the inner city kids I hung out with at church. Mm. So I was always, I've always had my own beat. I've marched to my own drum. Mm. I create what I want. I shoot what I want. I don't care if you watch it or not. Mm. It's it's. I don't. I don't care if you watch it or not. If you watch it and enjoy it, that's awesome. I created it for some people to watch and enjoy. I'll create a video. If it gets 20 views, meh. Mm. On to the next one. Yeah. If it gets 3,000 views, meh. On to the next one. Yeah. It's cool to see the number go up, but in the end, I'm creating as an event for myself. And if I can tell a story that's captivating to make someone that's 5,000 miles away in a different country stop and click on a photo and watch it, mm -hmm. that's all I care about. That's cool. That's that 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 is that's the best, that's the most rewarding thing about creating for me is I can create something about 
a unique city I live in and a unique situation I live in that someone 5,000, no, halfway across the world will never in their lifetime get a chance to be at. But I can make them feel like they're there. Yeah. I can make them feel like they've experienced what I saw. They may not see the sights and the smells and everything because that's just a whole different experience. But they truly feel like they were walking with me and they saw it in real time and they stop and watch it. That, I don't, I don't care about products. You can see me whatever you want. That means more to me than any, hey, I'd like to thank so-and-so for sending me this. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm truly a creator like of, of, the, of, the, of the aspect of artistic creation. I love to create. I, I grew up playing music, still play the harmonica. I grew up singing. Like all my all my cartoon voices I do were because I was by myself all the time and I was a big nerd. I just like I need to entertain myself. And 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 none of the girls liked me because I was super short, so I just made them laugh. <laughs> um, oh yeah, dude, going into like my sophomore year in high school was like five two, if that, on a good mm. day with tall shoes on. So I had to make them laugh. Yeah. I had to get my niche. Like, Man. <laughs> Man. Podcast number six, y'all. Man, I want to give a huge shout out to you, Vionic School, for coming on the podcast today. It has um, been a pleasure and an honor and a pleasure to be here. Yes. I Look, I, I, I always said that these podcasts was going to be 30 minutes, but uh, I know that some of these podcasts was going to go a lot longer than 30 minutes, and it's okay. It gives the consumer more uh, when, we, when I do these podcasts. See, because these podcasts is designed for the people this youtube channel in the podcast is for the people and so as i want to keep this podcast and i'm keeping my youtube channel for the people time is no limit for me i say i say time is currency and you spend your currency where you need it the most yes and i'm super appreciative of, of the platform uh, easy I really am and I think it gives people that don't know about us an opportunity to see us and talk to us or at least listen to us not necessarily in a live stream situation but off the cuff so this is this is me this is a authentic 100 yes. me if you if you if you saw me in person I'm the same person you talk to I'm as goofy as I am in person <laughs> as I am on the live streams like this is me yes I've got nothing to hide from people I'm not trying to be funny and viral on TV. Like I joke with my employees the same way as I'm joking with you all when we're on live streams. So. Yes. The Bionic Scoop, y'all, will leave all his, uh, his channel stuff down in the description below. Uh, man, appreciate it. Another podcast in the books. I want to thank everybody for watching and everybody uh, listening to this podcast. And uh, I'm on number six, man. Six weeks doing this so far, man. So I'm committed to it. I went out and, you know, uh, invested money to microphones and, you know, podcast uh, stuff. And you, you sound lovely, by the way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I, I, at first I was thinking that I was going to buy another mic. I was going to do something different, but no, I think I'm, I'm good here. Right. I think I'm good. All right. We're going to get on out here. Thank y'all guys very much. Here we go. Appreciate I see y'all next week. Later.